Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And welcome, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, in the Super Talk studios, along with Rhino on this Friday, y'all. We'll be guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. Well, was it any surprise, the Smollett case? You can't be surprised at this. The guy <laughs> is a fraud. He's a phony he uh, he committed fraud. He spent a bunch of money. And, you know, the thing about it, of course, is that by consuming the resources, as he did as a result of this fraud, all he did was hurt the very people he pretended to be. That's exactly what all of these goofy Miserables, remember that's our new word for liberals. Policies do. And but who could forget, Rhino, the the left absolutely honestly celebrating this incident when it happened. It's the jackpot. Oh, it's Bible beating white MAGA people. Let's see, I've got a list here. You've got uh, Rashida Tlaib, Eric Swalwell, Joy Reid, AOC, Lori Lightfoot, Cory Booker, Bernie Sanders, Vice President Harris, and President Biden all felt the need to throw their hat in the ring and give their take on it in the early days when pretty much everybody else that didn't have an agenda to push was going, this stinks to high heaven. No question about it. Yeah. Cory Booker, he called it an attempted modern-day lynching. Lie! Wrong! Rashida Tlaib described it as a racist, homophobic attack. They, I'm telling you, they live for this stuff. They don't want it to go away. They celebrate it. They, re, they revel in it. It makes them, they at least think it makes them relevant. It gives them a chance to make stupid, rhetorical, predictable statements. Look at me, I'm better than you because I'm I'm a better denouncer of this than you are. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, he says, while the struggle for basic hate crime legislation continues here in Indiana, this is, of course, right after the Smollett incident, 
This horrible attack calls all Americans to stand against hatred and violence in all its forms. It's unbelievable. And you can write, you're right, you can just go on and on down the lip. Rever, the Reverend Al Sharpton. <laughs> it was a hate attack on my friend and brother, acting, <laughs> actor Jesse Smollett. It's despicable and outrageous. The guilty must face the maximum. Oh, so Smollett must face the maximum? Is that what you're saying there, Reverend? Because he's guilty. It's just unbelievable. And so, again, where true, bona fide, legitimate discrimination and racism exists, you just diluted it. By staging this hoax. Because now everybody thinks, well, is this real? Every time it happens, something like this, is this real or is this a hoax? But they jumped all over it, didn't they? With no consideration that this guy's unstable. (laughs) Maybe he's quite capable of such a hoax. No, no. Just unbelievable. Remember what happened that didn't well, they, he? They were so adamant that it was an actual hate crime when it when it first came out that people were attacking. Surprise, surprise, Dave Chappelle because he wasn't and 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 he was speaking for the black community when he made the stand up routine about it. They weren't talking about Jesse Smollett because. <laughs> They knew he was lying. They were giving him the benefit of not pointing out the fact that it looked so bad. Exactly. But because they were being silent, and silence is violence, oh my goodness, you must be homophobic because Juicy Smollett is a gay man. (laughs) But shouldn't... Shouldn't clear-thinking people just consider the circumstances before jumping to these conclusions? You're in Chicago. What's the likelihood of MAGA (laughs) hat-wearing... If you believe the stereotype of the MAGA hat-wearing bumpkin, (laughs) how in the world did they recognize him from Empire? That's true. If all MAGA hat wearers are racist, what are they doing watching Empire? Exactly. And it was 2 o'clock in the morning. That's just unbelievable. What? This is is a person who aspires to achieve relevance and fame and can't do it. And is unable to do it, I guess, by leveraging their God-given natural talents. That's how you achieve fame. But there's no guarantee you're not entitled to fame. You'll be okay if you're not. But these left-wing wackos absolutely jumped all over this thing, man. And I honestly... Seems like they should be held accountable in some way. I don't know what that is. But Daniel in Boonville says on the ceasefire text line, should Don Lemon be fired? I don't know. 
you know, I don't know that he did anything that... I was about to say, I don't know that his insistence that this was a hate crime does anything except hurt his credibility, but, I mean, how much does he have left? Yeah. I hear you. Kevin from Baldwin. The dude lied. He fooled them. They don't make them bad people. It's not their fault. Am I wrong here? Well, I don't know that there's a right or wrong to this, Kevin. I'm just saying that a a clear-thinking person would call this into question and investigate it. But they immediately seized on the opportunity to weigh in with this rather harsh rhetoric, honestly, and, and just because they absolutely do think everybody that does not align with them politically is a racist and, w- and a homophobe and would do this. They literally think every single person. Yeah, this is the caricature that they perpetuate mentally. No question. They, it's profiling. It's stereotyping. What they have lectured us and admonished us on the right about for decades. You stereotype. You profile. That is what they do continuously. That's intersectionality. Put everybody in a box, check off all these check boxes, and make sure that you are as intersectional as possible. You have to fit in as many categories as possible. You can't just be an individual. It's what we say here all the time. Uh, Rhino, it's, it's it's what you are, not who you are. That's how you're judged. And this effectively is Marxism. It's collectivism. It's grouping without any regard for the individual, individual thoughts, individual positions. Nope, they're all like that. It's exactly what they have been absolutely taking us down for, um, those of us on the right, for as long as I can remember, honestly. Well, uh, it's I think justice was served, honestly. I do. And we'll see what happens, what kind of fallout we have from there. What you got? Oh, the ceasefire text line, Curtis and Biloxi. So I'm one of those, quote, in quotes, MAGA hat wearing bumpkins, <laughs> and didn't make it 15 minutes through the very first episode of Empire. <laughs> I made it through the first season. First season wasn't bad. It just went off the rails in a hurry. <laughs> wow. So that I think it's amazing, all these cases that uh, are being ruled upon. And it's such a compressed period of time. There's big news today on the, out of the Supreme Court in the Texas abortion case. We'll we'll get to that later on in the program. And you got the Ghislaine Maxwell or Ghislaine or however you say it, the that's Maxwell coming. trial. That's, that's uh, right. That's in process. That's coming. Coming up next on the program, Doug Shanks, baseball coach, former city of Jackson commissioner, author, He's had uh, a rather story political career and wrote this book about where I grew up, Southwest Jackson. Should be interesting discussion. Stay with us. Middays will come right back.
I'm Jeff Good, and with my partner, Chef Dan Blumenthal, and every line cook, wait person, hostess, cashier, bartender, prep cook, service attendant, sous chef, pizza maker, pastry chef, dishwasher, bread baker, manager, sandwich assembler, salad maker, catering, and office team member on our team, we want to wish you the best of the season. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from the Mangiavenet family of restaurants, Bravo, Broad Street, and Salon Mookie's. The holidays are a time to reflect and be thankful for what we have been given. We love what we do, and we love doing it for you. Merry Christmas and happy new year. We hope to see you soon. The Waterford and Ridgeland understands that during this pandemic, choosing the right retirement community is more important than ever. Not only do our residents enjoy exceptional services, but also the peace of mind that comes from knowing their health and safety are our number one priority. With safety in mind, our families are able to engage with loved ones during this pandemic, not disconnect. The Waterford offers spacious studios, one- and two-bedroom apartments. Come see why more people are making the safe step to retirement living at the Waterford today. Call us at 601-856-6131. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. (laughs) I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. This is Representative Jill Ford wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas. During these trying times, let's remember that Jesus is Lord and keep our focus on Him, no matter what happens. And blessings to you and yours during this holiday season. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it. On Super Talk Mississippi. Spirits up, we're here tonight, and that's enough, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. 
Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, back with you on the air here on this Friday, y'all. Joining us now in the studio, Doug Shanks and Vincent uh, Venturini. You go by Vince, though, don't you? Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah, get closer there. So, okay. uh, and you guys, uh, first of all, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It is thank a, you. it is an honor to have you, uh, Doug. I've uh, followed your career a long time, and uh, was a resident of Jackson. Uh, certainly, at the time, you were served as a commissioner. Your baseball coach. You guys uh, collaborated on a book, uh, One Direction Home, which is really you describe it as a, a history of South Jackson. And I grew up in in West Jackson, and we were talking this morning at breakfast. uh, Your son Fred was at breakfast with us, and we were talking about kind of what the line of demarcation was between West Jackson and South Jackson. We always considered Raymond Road there. Right. Uh, yeah. Do you agree with that? Is no, that, we thought it was uh, um, Highway 80. Okay. <laughs> you think anything on south of 80? Yeah. We thought that was still West Jackson. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, so and, and, and see, Jackson. we we had things like, what do you do with Westland Plaza? Yeah. What, do, what do you do with Shoney's? Which was, and what do you that, do with Provine? That's which, all West Jackson. Yeah. 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 But here's another thing. Okay. There are the border institutions. Uh, Channel 12. Yeah. I mean, that's right on the border of West and South. And, that's true. Uh, and there's blurred lines between West and South Jackson. Um, now, there were some institutions that we used in South Jackson that were really in the West, like Westland Plaza and Provine High School. Sure. But um, when you start moving around the Robinson Road extension area yeah. out near Channel 12, yeah. that was where you weren't sure where South stopped and West started. I would agree with you on that. I would See, agree. They, all the kids meshed in at Provine, too. Right. You know. And sh- and what we called Shoney's, which was yeah. making that circle through Western <laughs> Plaza and just burned a bunch of gas when it was a quarter right. a gallon back then. And your parents paid for it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I admit I was part of that. Well, what uh, this book has done very well. We've been very, very pleased. And uh, it's been really the criticism of it is almost non-existent. I mean, yeah. you know. But – what it got Vince started doing is doing a, a, a book on West Jackson, which is what he's working on now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But what it's turned into, you know, how you, you start down one path and then you end up doing something. But it, he got into West Jackson, and he ends up doing the ethnic communities of Jackson, the okay. Greeks and, and sure. the Lebanese. And it's sure. amazing. All of these people were in South Jackson. You yes. Know? It's really amazing. And it's had a lot to do with the makeup of the city of Jackson. That, yeah, absolutely. Well, my, my partner, longtime partner, Norman Cattul, mm-hmm. uh, right. Lebanese, of course. And, uh, you know, he's talked a, a bit about the history of his family. They were among the early settlers of oh, Jackson. Yeah. They yeah. were. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and it was amazing how they were accepted into the community. Yes, you know? yes, absolutely. It's, it's, you know the same way with the the Jewish community. Yes, exactly. Found, you know, they, I mean, they were accepted. And uh, you know, when you of course you traveled, and my, all my friends in the army were from the East Coast and whatnot, and they sure. just couldn't believe that the Jews were accepted as well as they were here. They were, you know, a different world. T- totally agree mm-hmm. uh, with you on that. And my father, being in the, in the dry goods business, uh, many of the merchants, of course, right. were Lebanese and Jewish, right. and that was his mm-hmm. custom. Exactly. And my father was Catholic, so mm-hmm. they all got along and didn't yeah. think about all that well, sort of it, stuff. If you look back at the old newspapers, and I'm talking about going back into the very early 20th century. And even before that, the newspapers talk about when the Jewish temple burned in the 1870s, they built a new one. Oh, our friends of the faith of David have a new temple. Um, 
Very supportive of the Jewish community, and um, the bombings that took place, let's say, of the rabbi's home and of the temple in the late 60s, actually had more to do with black civil rights than anti-Jewish sentiment, because Rabbi Newsbaum had come down from Toronto, and he was very active in civil rights. So that's what, I mean, they targeted him, they blew the front porch off his house, and they blew up a part of the temple. Um, So... um, but when you look back at newspaper articles, very um, very favorable toward Jewish populations, Jewish merchants. And when the Jewish temple opened on Woodrow Wilson yeah. in 1940, you had the pastor of St. Peter's Catholic Church and the pastor of First Baptist Church there as part of the ceremony. I mean, you know. They actually got Baptists and Catholics together yeah. at a time well, when I mean, that wasn't happening. We, I don't know that we ever thought about that. Uh, of course, uh, we were talking before we came on the air about St. Mary's, which uh, – so I attended – you guys, your families too? Oh, yeah. I went to kindergarten there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I went to grade school. I can't remember when the school itself opened. I want to say it was in the late 50s. No, it was early Earlier 50s. My early 50s? Sister. Okay. So I, I grew up in South Jackson. I always lived on Woody Drive. But we were in St. Mary's Parish yeah. when I was born. Okay. St. Therese did not open until 1955. Okay. And um, my oldest sister entered St. Mary's first grade in 1952, so okay. it was at least open at that time. And I think probably since the church opened in 1948, the school probably opened within a couple of years of that. So my parents were among the early parishioners in 1952. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to say that what they relayed was that Mass was said first in the gym. That was the original be- church. Before the church uh, yes. building itself was constructed. Right. Um, and, you know, St. Mary's was such a wealthy parish. When they built that beautiful Gothic church, they paid the debt off in three years. That's unbelievable. It took St. Teresa's almost 30 years to pay off yeah. the debt on what was a gym. And that St. Mary's uh, facility is like a museum, unfortunately, yeah. closed uh, down a few years it's ago. It's sad. Just, matter of fact, Fred drove by there the other day for something, and he sent me. He said, "What is this out here in West Jackson? <laughs> this beautiful church sitting it's out here." Beautiful. And I said, "That's St. Mary's. You know, it's where your grandparents went to church." So, you know, so. many fond memories of going to school and church, and and all the events there through the years. What a great uh, parish community it was. So, so I got to ask you, what inspired you to write the book? Well, uh, Vince was. Uh, the head of the sociology department, social at, work, social work at Mississippi Valley, and yeah. I was a baseball coach. And occasionally, we'd ride to Jackson together, and we just started talking about growing up in South Jackson. And even though I'm an older generation than he is, our memories were almost the same. And we said, "Well, is this just nostalgia?" Or all my contemporaries felt the same way. So, one of the days we said, "Why don't we write a book about it?" We were talking about some of the landmarks and whatnot. So it took us about seven years, but but we got it done. And That's awesome. uh, Vince did a. I mean, the research on the history of South Jackson goes back to almost the Revolutionary War. Incredible. And Vince went back and spent a lot of time in the libraries of South Carolina and whatnot, chasing these people down that founded South Jackson. And and again. You go back to the Catholic monastery up there on Terry Road. Right. That is the oldest building in Hines County. Now, didn't that, know that. Well, it's the oldest house, and uh, oldest residence yeah, in South I Jackson. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, in Jackson, period. Yeah. A lot of people don't think of it as a residence because, well, we know it as the monastery. Right. But it was a plantation house. And, didn't know that. Mm-hmm, uh, the wow. Morant, the Morant family, who were 
descendants of French Huguenots who came to America, um, built the house when they came to get some of the free land after the tra- uh, Treaty of Doak Stand. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I think that's a, the the Catholics ran the Huguenots out of uh, France and they came here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this had to be quite the ride down memory lane for you. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. very much. Yeah, the uh, when we get into the school section, it it really is, you know, because the the World War II crowd uh, when they came back, they it was nothing good enough for their kids. They were going to have the best educational system, and Jackson at that time was was growing, booming, and they built a school system here that was unbelievable. And that's what's so sad now. Yeah. I just you know, yeah, I mean Provine and Murrah, uh, I mean those were prep schools, unbelievable schools, know, public schools, and unbelievable schools. athletics. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Provine Everything. especially uh, was really good. I mean, not taking anything from Murrah, but there was a period of time there in the yeah. '60s at least where Provine was incredible. Yeah. Well, the, the National Merit finalists and the Presidential Scholars and, uh, you know, the band and the musical comedies and, you know, I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So I grew up in the neighborhood with the Flints. Yeah. Johnny yeah, yeah. and Bobby Flint, right. uh-huh. of course. Uh, Bobby went on, uh, got drafted by the Reds. Right. Played a couple, of three years. Yeah. And, uh, Bobby had a great career up at Ole Miss. Yeah. And a wonderful person. And get good fit. Their daddy was with the Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. Nice I, people. Uh, actually, their daddy was with the phone company. Was with uh, Mr. John Flint. Was with a phone company. Bobby, with the son who played for the Reds, was with Jackson Parks and Rec. That's right. That's right. And so Mr. Flint uh, was with a phone company when it was downtown. He went mm-hmm. downtown every day uh-huh. to go yeah. down there and uh, where the operator switches and stuff. Can you gentlemen hang around for another segment? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, we got uh, more we can dig through. I'm it's okay this. when you're retired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I understand. Right. That's fantastic. We got Doug Shanks and uh, Vince Venturini in the studio talking about their book, uh, One Direction Home, and just enjoying the memories of South and West Jackson. Stay with us, Middays. We'll return. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. 30% chance of rain today, mostly cloudy, high near 80 degrees. Tonight, rain likely low around 64. Your Saturday, a 60% chance of rain, high near 71. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 58. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. 
Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. Make your home merrier this Christmas. Miskelly's has thousands of products in stock and ready for you. Plus, with no money down financing and savings up to $300, we're furnishing happiness for the holidays. A new bedroom, a roomier dining set, or more seating in the family room. There's plenty to choose from on our website or in our showrooms. Then pick it up or have it delivered, and your furniture will arrive before Santa. Make this Christmas your merriest at Miss Kelly's. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. WTVA says school officials at the Tupelo Public School District and Tupelo Police are monitoring threats made at the middle school and high school. The school district alerted parents Friday morning and said they are working closely with the police department to monitor the situation, both in the schools and on social media. No other details are available at this time. And $1.8 billion in federal funding has been allocated to Mississippi, with nine. $900 million going to cities and counties. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says the money will probably be doled out through an application process. And one thing being considered is a possible state match. I've met with supervisors all over Mississippi and, and uh, Municipal League and all these others and told them, look, y'all save your money that you got from the federal government. Y'all got $900 million, We got $1.8 billion. We'll match whatever money you put in the ground. And by that, I mean goes into water, sewer, and broadband. I'm Andy Davis. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every afternoon at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford. Speaking of Ford, the Get Holiday Ready sales event is happening now. Visit your local Ford dealer and get the best offers on Ford SUVs and Ford F-Series trucks. America's best-selling trucks, 44 years running. Right now is the best time to buy with inventory arriving daily. Get your season started off right during the Get Holiday Ready sales event going on now at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. I'm Michael Watson, Mississippi's 36th Secretary of State. Mississippians are known for our generosity, especially during the Christmas season. Just last year, Mississippi Charities bought in roughly $1.7 billion. Before you make a donation, be sure to check the validity of the charity or organization on our website, sos.ms.gov. Taking this extra step will not only protect you, but will also ensure your donation goes to those who need it most. From the Secretary of State family to yours, have a safe and Merry Christmas. No matter where you go. 
Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm and on your smart device with the Super Talk app. You're proud to call Mississippi home and we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. We've got Doug Shanks and Vince Venturini, authors, co-authors of the book One Direction Home. It is a history of South Jackson. So one of the things, uh, Doug, you were saying off the air was when you were doing the research for the book about the area, you had a hard time finding crime to, to yeah. include in the book. That's just mind-boggling, of well, course. Well, we were trying to, uh, you know, get everything covered we could. We did the schools. We did the history. The the media people that lived in South Jackson, Woody Asap, Bert sure. K., uh, Dick Miller. I mean, it's really incredible. The writers that came out of South Jackson. Farmer Jim Neal, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He's, he's, we covered all that bunch in there. So just... We want to see any famous criminals, and we just looked and looked and looked, and really, there was all, there was some petty crime. That was about it. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, one thing, you know, the, there's a chapter in the book on the churches of South Jackson called God South Jackson, and at the time we were thinking about let's find the notorious stuff. There had to have been some bootlegging somewhere, something, and we'll call that the Devil South Jackson. <laughs> but. We just no look. Yeah. Unbelievable. People don't realize how large such South Jackson was. At one time, it was the largest precinct in, in Mississippi, voting mm-hmm. precinct. Yes, right. Didn't know that. Yeah. Level Woods. Sure. If you were to carve South Jackson off from the rest of Jackson in 1970, and that's with the 1970 boundaries, which would have been down around McClure Road, I think South Jackson probably would have been about the fifth largest or maybe fourth largest community in Mississippi. Huh. It kind, of, it kind of had a relation like Brooklyn to New York, yeah, you know? Yeah, you sure. Know. So, uh, so Doug, you, of course, served as a city commissioner. I was the first person elected from South Jackson Okay, in the history of the Jackson City Council. Okay, and at that time, uh, the form of government was different, right? Uh, commission form of government. Right, we had a mayor and three commissioners. Two commissioners. Two commissioners, excuse me, total mm-hmm. of three, my mm-hmm. bad. Uh, at what time did we convert? to the current, the present council form of government? It was about uh, 12 years after that, yeah. okay. after 73 okay. when I got out. So I'd yeah, say in the, about 1985. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so you could see the, the, the commission form of government was very efficient, and it ran very well. You had all these years with very little, you know, you, I mean, there was no corruption in yeah. city government. Yeah. Alan Thompson ran right. a tight ship. And you knew when you went to the ward-type system, you were going to get some ward-type yeah. politics, but I don't think anybody envisioned what we got, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway. It's so you started with Alan Thompson, Russell Davis? Uh, Alan Thompson went uh, – I was with Russell. Okay. Russell came in right after Alan. Okay. He was there with Ed Cates. Yeah. And I basically took – when Ed Cates did whatever he did, I, I was the next member of the city council. I got you. Now, that was a bank note. Ed Cates, I'm the only elected – I'm real proud of this. <laughs> I'm the only elected official in Hines County that didn't go to either one of his funerals. <laughs> 
he was not a good guy. <laughs> no. You know, he no. was not a good guy. No, I get it. All right, so Vince, you were talking about, uh, speaking of uh, lawyers, Bobby DeLauder. Right. You know, uh, Tell us about that, well, the connection. First off, when we were growing up in South Jackson, and I went to St. Joe uh, yeah. just a few years ahead of you, yeah. um, people in North Jackson thought of South Jackson as, well, that's where the rednecks live. That, that's you know the lower classes and stuff, and um, <laughs> you know, the Klan country. But mm-hmm. Byron De La Beckwith went for almost three decades after murdering Medgar Evers, a free man, and it was Bobby DeLauder who grew up in South Jackson, went to Oak Forest Baptist Church, was educated at um, Witten Junior High, Wingfield High School. He's the one who finally brought that Klan terrorist down. Hmm. And uh, also, from what Doug has told me, because he knew some of the old policemen, it was because some of the policemen who had come from South Jackson had meticulously saved all of the evidence after the mistrials in the mid to late 60s that in Byron Dale Beckwith's case. Um, they, you know, they carefully put the, the rifle away to where it could later be used. And so the area of town that people looked down on was the area that helped bring down Unbelievable. Uh, Byron Dale Beckwith. Yeah. Uh, and it's in, a truly an interesting irony. Something else you talk about, uh, Doug, in the book is the Carmelite Monastery yeah. in South Jackson. Now, I know, Vince, you were just talking about that uh, being such an old structure. But, you know, what I remember about it growing up as a, as a Catholic and an altar boy was that's where they made all the hosts. Mm, that, yeah. That's what I, my understanding was. Mm. Is that true? That's what they told us. That probably was. And they um, yeah, they they were active in various things. Um, yeah. The main thing that about the monastery people need to know it was it was not a monastery until 1951. It was a plantation house built around 1845. It's incredible. And um, a family that came ultimately from South Carolina. Um, they were descendants of French Huguenots, which were you know um, French Protestants who had to escape France um, because of persecution. One of the Morant daughters married a um, man in Mississippi who was a legislator who was Catholic, yeah. and two of her sons became priests. <laughs> so thinking, how about okay, that? You know, um, but the Morant family built that monastery. Uh, I mean, the house and um, had about six hundred acres. Um, it was an area too. I think some of the early Civil War action took place oh, around yeah, there. Be darn. They staged the Battle of Jackson from right around there. Yeah, Grant came right down Belvedere Drive. Sure, I didn't know that. And that's why I found out that uh, Lynch Street was not named after J.R. Lynch. Okay. Uh, because a, a lieutenant came up to Sherman and said, "General, we can take Jackson. The Lynch Bridge is uh, Lynch Creek Bridge is is open." And that's how they ran into Jackson and took Jackson the first time. Lynch was a former governor, and he had a plantation there, and that that was Lynch Street, which became I mean Lynch Creek, which became Lynch Street. Okay. Okay. And you know later on at some time it just got to be J.R. Lynch Street. You know. Okay. Which of course leads directly into Jackson State yep. University. Yeah. Right. And who, you know, just being a, a nut about history in Jackson, he may have been the greatest Mississippian ever, J.R. Lynch. I mean, oh. he was really quite a quite a human being. I, you know his. His career is amazing, and somebody needs to really do a good biography of him because wow. what he did was incredible. Wow. He was the first person, uh, first African American, to hold an elected position or a judicial position. He was the first one appointed. He's 21 years old, and he was appointed by uh, Alcorn to be a justice of the peace. And he was that for about six months, and then he ran for the legislature I'll and became darn. Speaker of the House. I'll be darned. 
You know, I also got to bring up, uh, I know you have uh, a, a serious connection to the game of baseball, obviously, mm-hmm. as a baseball coach mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, at the high school and at the college level. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I remember the American Legion days in Battlefield Park. So Battlefield Park, right? Is, yeah. Because there was a battle there. Is that right? Well, or around, around the area? The area um, well, that's not far from the monastery. That's exactly right. You know, Battlefield Park, and, and this is something um, that I learned from Doug when we were doing the research for the book, that the person, probably the most famous person in terms of tennis in the United States in terms of making it, a sport for the the masses lived in Alta Woods, uh, Slew Hester. Yeah, sure. And um, tennis, right? He he used to hold tournaments at, at Battlefield Park, and it was a state of the art tennis court. Sure was. in the early fifties. And Slew is the one who personally moved the United States Tennis Open out of Forest Hills to uh, Flushing Meadows. Yeah, and you know, here a guy in South Jackson. Yeah. Great guy, too. Great I, guy. I, I okay. met him uh, yeah. when, when he was around, and I, I didn't know that uh, he was from South Jackson, honestly. He was, on, he, he was on one street, then you had the IUs right next to him, sure. the Woody ASAP, then you come around, you got Dick Miller. I know exactly and where I, you're talking about. I just yeah. didn't know Slew was part yeah. of that, and was a longtime but, and, member, of course, at River Hills yeah. uh, in well, his later years. According but, to his daughter, he wanted. Uh, you know, his daughter's Katie Hester. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that's but, Slew's oldest girl. Yeah, I didn't but know that. Sherwood Wise, who was active in Alta Woods, moved out to Eastover. Okay. And he wanted Slew to move with him, and Slew was going to do it until his daughter said, Dad, I'm at Peoples. I, I like where I am. Yeah. I like the schools here. Yeah. So he stayed in South Jackson for his daughter. But one more person I got to plug who, sure. um, from South Jackson. And she recorded a song or two with the Rolling Stones and may have been the woman who was the inspiration for Honky Tonk Woman, and that was um, Nanette Workman. Okay. Uh, she lived around over by uh, Jackson Square, went to Provine when you were there. In fact, mm-hmm. got Doug all excited when she sang Fever. In the yeah, <laughs> I, I was a sophomore in high school, and we were at a, our first like... assembly, and, and this girl sang Fever, which is a pretty risque song, and I was kind of taken by it myself. <laughs> and uh, anyway, she was Nanette, and she was, a, she was a neat person, but boy, she was headed to Broadway. Yeah. It didn't take her but three three more years, and she was there. Well, she's yeah. sort of the, the Madonna of Canada, very popular <laughs> uh, Canadian singer. Um, and she was actually born in New York City, and her parents came down when she was about two or three years old. She used to appear on Jackson Television, um, Mr. Science or something, when yeah. she was a kid. But later, she was with Teen Tempo. Teen Tempo. Yeah. Teen yeah. Tempo. Yeah. You remember stuff. that? I do remember. Yeah. Well, so uh, I had a brother who passed away in, in 1976, but uh, was uh, was in a band called the Chevrons, a rock, a local rock band, and played, of course, on Teen Tempo mm-hmm. and the Shady Oaks and the club circus okay. and stuff. Um, but yeah, that who could forget all that stuff? Judy well, Moon, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, Hill Denson and our close friends. Yeah, yeah so of course, we, baseball coach yeah. at USM. Yeah, we have. A and little. Callaway before that, I played oh, yeah. when he was coaching at Callaway. Yeah. So yeah, he ain't changed a bit. Well, I know. Awesome, <laughs> great, great people. You know, it's it's been uh, a pleasure having you gentlemen on and reminiscing about South and West Jackson. We are blessed with a lot of great people that came from the area, and you two are among them, and we appreciate you coming well, on. We've enjoyed it very much. And uh, all the luck in the world on the book. I've read some of it. It's fantastic. Thanks for doing that. We'll talk soon. Middays, we'll take a break right here. Stay with us.
Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at People East didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at People Lease are ready. Call People Lease today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, peoplelease.com. I'm Lauren McGraw with Guide Go. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event too big or too small. When you gotta go, please call Guide Go 601-879-3969. Agri Market Report at the open of the New York Cotton Exchange. March cotton was down 14 to 106.45. May cotton was down 13 to 105.11. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans were up nine and a quarter to twelve seventy three and three quarters per bushel. March soybeans were up eight and a quarter to twelve eighty and a half per bushel. March corn was down two and a quarter to five eighty nine and a half per bushel. May corn was down two cents to five ninety one and a quarter per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was up a nickel to 137.85. April live cattle was up 22 to 141.45. January feeders up 20 to 164.27. March feeders up 30 to 165.37. At the open, the Dow Jones up 111 points, 35,865. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi News Network. Defense wins championships. And when growing cotton, a strong defense delivers the strongest yield potential. So play to win with Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton. It offers proven insect and weed control, and it's backed by the Roundup Ready Extend Crop System. Get defense that delivers without compromise. Learn more about Bullguard 3 Extend Flex Cotton at B3XF.com. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. The formula for success is a simple one. Put strong in, get strong out. That's why cotton growers looking to improve yield potential plant Delta Pine brand cotton, featuring 100 years of proven yield potential and exclusive genetics in every bag. Strong is a legacy all its own. Protect yours with strong cotton from Delta Pine. Always read and follow IRM where applicable grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. 
Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We appreciate you so much to, for joining us today. Don't forget, you can join the conversation via the Ceasefire text line. That's 601 879 4395. We've got Dawn McVeigh. She is uh, with the National Federation of Independent Small Businesses, the director for Mississippi and Louisiana, coming up at 1105 on the program. It. Uh, the weather's weird here, Rhino. It uh, it kind of feels like... Well, we've had some of those weird days recently where you wake up and that's as warm as it's going to be, and it just keeps on getting cooler throughout the day. We had the opposite of that last night, where you went to bed at one temperature and it kept warming up, and it's just going to keep warming up. And uh, that energy in the atmosphere could lead to some potential severe weather overnight. Yeah, yeah. Especially in northern Mississippi. If you draw a line from, oh, I'd say Tupelo south of Greenwood, there's a a higher than average chance of severe weather with possible tornadoes from about 9 tonight until about 4 in the morning. Jeez. And then uh, in the middle of the state, central Mississippi, you're looking at midnight to maybe 5 in the morning, and then south of that, the the risk goes down significantly. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Chance of significant severe weather tonight with all this energy in the atmosphere. Hopefully, nothing comes of it. Well, we'll the thing that that uh, I'm not a fan of is this this humidity. I mean, it's even though it's not raining, everything's wet sort of deal. And uh, certainly that oh, would yeah. describe. When, when I left here yesterday, it was drizzling just enough. And I actually mentioned this to Rebecca. It, it's that drizzle to where you don't even really notice it until you stand outside for about 30 minutes and you go, when did I get wet? <laughs> You're soaking wet. Yeah, incredible. Uh, on the ceasefire text line, Andy and Jackson writes, I grew up in Garden Park, South Jackson. At one time, Bird Case, Farmer Jim Neal, Marsha Thompson, and J.T. Williamson, school age at the time, lived on the same street. How about that? Great show. Brings back uh, good memories. And for those of you that... Or not from the Jackson area, the the uh, the city always kind of had those uh, those identities. You had the South Jackson, the West Jackson, the North Jackson, Northeast Jackson, and of course all this Madison Ridgeland area where we kind of sit, certainly abut with. That was just pasture for the most I think part. Just, there's more of that in the Jackson Metro area because you have that to some extent in any community yeah, that's in Magnolia right. State. That's right. I agree. Uh, but anyhow, really appreciate uh, uh, Duck Shanks and Vince Venturini uh, for coming on the program and appreciate them writing this book and capturing so so much of those memories in the book. So good stuff. 
Uh, I grew up in West Jackson, close to Livingston Lake. This is on the ceasefire text line. Graduated from Provine High School in 1960. We looked down on folks from South Jackson. Of course, Murrow looked down on all of us. Great memories, but a sad place to visit. Now, moved to Tupelo in 69, never looked back. Enjoyed today's history lesson. And we'll have to have uh, Doug and Vince back on because there's a whole lot more we can dig into as well. And it's kind of kind of cool. Love these types of programs, G. That's from William in Greenville. Well, I'll have to uh, I'll have to tell you how this came about. We um, we had we had a, another guest that was scheduled for today that uh, that canceled, and so Fred Shanks and I were at breakfast this morning, and he came up with the idea, which I thought was fantastic, of getting his his father on. Fred Shanks, of course, is a member of the House of Representatives, a friend and a longtime listener of the program. He's from Rankin County. And uh, he basically cut the deal with our program director, Alex Payton, uh, content director, excuse me, Alex Payton, to get uh, Mr. Shanks and Vince on the program. I, fantastic. And what a what a blast that was. A lot of fun. Hope everybody enjoyed that. So somehow that's just how stuff works out. Jason, how about this picture from Jason on the ceasefire text line? Overnight snowstorm is running into 75 degree temperatures and streaming gulf moisture i may, i miss bass fishing at christmas but i don't miss that look at that photo of the snow there very cool uh the question on the ceasefire text line what the name of the book again yeah it is one direction home that is the name of the book one direction home so cool to uh Capture all those memories and and uh, publish those in the book. Very. Oh neat. yeah, I always love going to a local <clears throat> pharmacy or something and finding that little book about the local history. Even if I don't pick it up and and, and buy it, I'll flip through a couple of pages and just check it out because there's always so many cool stories. So from, are, no matter where you go in Magnolia State, they're the best. No question. Totally agree. So much color, so much history, so much character. Look at this photo from Coroner Allen from Aberdeen with the with the uh, carport floor there, concrete floor sweating. I, I see it, man. I hear you, Allen. That's that's what I encountered this morning in my house. And the, how about the the breezeway coming up, the wall, <laughs> the ramp? Good grief! It's like somebody was in there with a fire hose. <laughs> Did it remind you of the ice? <laughs> exactly. We'll take a break right here on Middays. When we come back, Don McVeigh with the National Federation of Independent Businesses. Stay with us. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden says prices are falling now. The Labor Department reports the highest annual inflation rate in November since 1982. The latest increase means prices went up just under 7% in November compared to the same time last year. There is some hope. Gas prices have started to come down. Natural gas prices have gone down quite a bit from their highs. And even corn and wheat prices are starting to decline as well. Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. The Supreme Court rules a six-week abortion ban in Texas can continue to be enforced, but that abortion providers there may proceed with a legal challenge in lower courts. A British court rules that Julian Assange can be extradited to the United States to face trial for publishing classified documents that reverses a lower court ruling. His fiancée, Stella Morris. Julian represents the fundamentals of what it means to live in a free society. She says he plans to appeal the ruling. Bob Dole's funeral is happening now at Washington National Cathedral. 
America's listening to Fox News. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men in a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomeninatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A student at Starkville High was arrested Thursday for bringing a gun to school. Someone told school administrators about the weapon. The student was apprehended and revealed where the gun was located. The school was placed on lockdown for about 15 minutes. The student is charged with felony possession of a firearm on school property. And a man has died after reportedly shooting himself Thursday morning at the Corps of Engineer Research and Development Center in Vicksburg. The Vicksburg Post reports that 37-year-old Justin Roan May, who was a security officer, is believed to have shot himself in the head. Employees were ordered to shelter in place for two hours as the campus was locked down. And the state auditor's office returned over $306,000 back to taxpayers in November. Most of that was recovered from a surety bond company after demand letters were issued to multiple employees at the Canton Municipal Utilities Board in Madison County. I'm Andy Davis. A message from professional linebacker and native Mississippian Demario Davis. Coming up in Mississippi, I learned the Mississippi way. To be strong and serve one another. I remember fighting through the noise. I remember the struggle, getting stronger to support my team. That's the Mississippi way. That's why Mississippians are getting the COVID-19 vaccine, to protect ourselves and the ones we love. Learn more at msway.com. My son is not some statistic. My daughter's not a headline. My girl, she's not someone's agenda. What he? What she is. Is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer. So I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines. She said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths, even from the Delta variant. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Depending on how the Supreme Court rules on Mississippi's abortion case, could states with no abortion ban see an influx of women who want the procedure? Lisa Brady with Fox has this report. Gilda Gonzalez is the CEO of Planned Parenthood Northern California. If the Supreme Court does damage to Roe, we estimate that 26 other states will begin to deteriorate abortion access for their residents in their states. Mississippi argues for the Supreme Court to overturn the Roe v. Wade 
precedent guaranteeing a right to abortion up to the point of viability around 24 weeks of pregnancy. Mississippi's law would ban the procedure after 15 weeks. And a section of State Route 98 in Greene County has been designated as the Major Ed Too Tall Freeman Memorial Highway in honor of the late Major Ed Freeman. Freeman served in the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Army, and was awarded the Medal of Honor in 2001 for his actions to protect others during the Vietnam War. Major Freeman passed away in 2008. I'm Andy Davis. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. Did you know that one in five children suffer from a mental health challenge? Four out of five of us may not receive the help we need. That is not okay. Can it be believed every child can be a success story? Please support Canopy Children's Solutions. Visit mycanopy.org to support Mississippi's children today. Starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Coming at you from the Super Talk studios, uh, Gerard and Rhino on this. Friday, y'all. Joining us now, Dawn McVeigh. She's the Mississippi and Louisiana Director of the Mississippi, oh, excuse me, the National Federation of Independent Small Businesses. Thanks for coming on, Dawn. Thanks for having me. Good. You bet. All right, so. Most important thing is it is the uh, the busy holiday Christmas shopping season. How's that going? What are your members telling you? Well, things are improving. They're better um, better conditions than I think a lot expected, but still a long way to go to finish this last quarter of the year on a strong point. Uh, the Small Business Saturday was a great success. We had a lot of great feedback from that uh, at a national level. We didn't have the state information, but nationally, it was at an all-time high. A billion dollars was spent in the small business economy on Small Business Saturday. So can't be mad about that. Yeah. Uh, that's really great numbers. And our folks are telling us that things are... Um, Good in the res- good in the respects of you know the turnout, the foot traffic, 
uh, that was very positive. So here we are, a few more weeks of the year, and again, finish on a strong note to kind of make it through this holiday season and start 2020 off to a good start. Sure. What What 22. are they? <laughs> Sorry. No, no problem. What are they telling <laughs> you about uh, uh, supply chain, inventory, availability of, of uh, product? Yeah, so the supply chain is still impacting our folks. They still see it um, for the next three months or so, yeah. is what they're telling us. They they still anticipate based on what they're hearing from their suppliers. So, you know, that's a struggle, especially for folks who had anticipated having a better, uh, you know, more inventory on the shelves that the holiday and that sort of thing but everybody's making it work uh, hey don we got kind of a bad connection <laughs> ronna let's let's call her back on the phone i think be the best thing Yeah, we'll end the video session and get Don back on the phone. Apologize for that, folks. Sometimes uh, you just don't know that. I, Mike from Corinth said an interesting photo on the ceasefire text line. Open the shop up about 9 a.m. this morning. Floor was dry. No rain since 5-ish. And now I got puddles forming from all the humidity. Got to love Mississippi. That's the same thing that I have observed as well, uh, Mike. And uh, this happens a few times a year, I guess, when you see these kinds of conditions. It's uh, just right for making all this humidity, and it just uh, forms and attaches on surfaces, in particular outdoor concrete, it seems like, or indoor concrete, for that matter. I got it in my covered porch kind of bad as well. We got Don back? Don, you there? Yes. Okay, great. So, I'm sorry. Tell, that's no problem. So tell us uh, again about... Uh, what you were saying with respect to supply chain challenges, uh, inventory availability that you're hearing from your yeah. members. Sorry, we didn't have a good connection there. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. There, You know, the issue is you order these things, you know, you prepare for your holiday season and you think it's coming and then lo and behold, it's not there. So basically what our folks have been telling us is that they still, their suppliers and different you know, in the different segments of the economy, retail yeah. in particularly are just telling us they're expecting to still have delays for the next three months. Wow. Like they don't sit, see a quick end to this. And so obviously that makes this part of the holiday season difficult, but we're really, it, it seems to be the good news is, is that people are being understanding. Uh, our owners are reporting that consumers, you know, are just, you know, making it work with what they have. They're not seeing folks, you know, just not come shop in their local retailers. So that's really positive. Um, obviously, you know, if you have to go online to get something, you're going to have to do that. But uh, but folks are still seeing a strong um, a strong strong foot foot traffic in their in their local shops. So that's very yeah. very good news on good. that side of the equation. You know, uh, just anecdotally, my, my wife works at uh, a local uh, ladies' clothing store and reporting the same. You know, very vi- uh, brisk traffic uh, and brisk sales to uh, uh, go along with that. So I, I think it just feels like people have have kind of, uh, I guess, have sat on uh, their money a little bit and, and not been out and about, certainly last year, and they're just anxious to get out and they haven't been traveling and therefore they haven't been spending as much and they haven't been spending money on that and so they're they're going into the stores and 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 buying products goods and services 
and and not just and, you know not just the stores restaurants as yeah. part of our small business Saturday push you know restaurants are, is part of that as well you know kind of shop and dine locally and you know they it even reported about um, you know an increase of about almost uh, from fifty four percent to forty eight percent over twenty twenty increase in um, increase in traffic and people acknowledging that you know and so I mean that's kind of that whole idea of staying local is really has really seeped into people's minds i think at this time the past 18 20 months of dealing with COVID has really made people realize that you know we talk about small shop small all the time but people have really realized that it is what keeps our economy going and our little main streets all across all across mississippi you know and when you have more people doing that you know we like to remind people those dollars do stay in the economy it's about 67 sense of every dollar that you spend at a, in a local shop stays in your local community, okay. and that's huge. Yep, it absolutely is. Well, all right, so what are you hearing from your members about uh, staffing challenges, if any, labor shortages, et cetera? Yeah, the, so the folks are starting to get more uh, applications in, but the challenge now is labor quality. So that issue is, you know, folks that just don't have all the necessary soft skills, you know, when they come in to, to the workforce to kind of keep up with, you know, and, you know, in the training side of getting a new job. So that is a challenge right now. The labor quality is a big challenge for them. Uh, about 29% of, of owners are reporting that. And then, you know, the other issue is that fact that they are raising wages. Yeah. You know, our small business owners have been telling us, for the past several months that they've increased compensation. We're at a net 44% have yep. told us they've increased compensation. And that's a record high for our survey that our jobs report and um, optimism survey. So that's, you know, you have people out there increasing wages doing that and then telling us they're going to be raising wages over the next few months. So of course they are going to have a little bit higher expectation of the quality of worker. Sure. Um, you know, they want their employees to really, you know, come come to work, be prepared, and, you know, and, and, and be there for it and be part of the team. So, you know, that is always, we talk about that a lot of times when we, you know, talk with our members about hiring. You know, the process itself is time-consuming for a small business owner yes. because the owner is usually the one, you know, making the hire, sitting down with somebody and, you know, trying to get them trained. And so it's just a time time-consuming process. So, we're hopeful that um, you know, as things start to improve on the uh, on the um, labor side, that we kind of work through this, and that opportunities come along for training and that kind of thing for you know for small business owners to have access to, because that's an important important thing for them to be able to access to get folks what they you know get folks those soft skills are so hard to train at, right? Sure. So there's just a, a lot of things that people should be learning and in school or, you know, as they're, as they're going through their education. Uh, so we're hopeful that we'll see some um, training workforce development things happening, I think, at the state level, hopefully, that, that could help small business owners with that, covering that challenge. Yeah. So uh, just uh, curious about this. Are you seeing anything sort of creative coming from your members uh, as a way to attract talent? Anything that do you say? Wow, that's really that's really a good idea, and and is that being shared? I guess is a best practice in a non-competitive setting. 
Well, that's the hard part, right? It's like, okay, well, what do you do to what do you do to try to get folks to come to work and stay at work? And they have been offering the signing bonuses. Yeah. They have been offering the 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 come to work bonus, not just the not just oh, we'll hire <laughs> you and here's the bonus. Like actually, yeah. you know, stay stay with us. Unbelievable. We've had more, yeah, we've had more uh, small business owners reporting that they're trying to offer more benefits, like health insurance or, sure. you know, different little benefits, paid leave, that sort of thing, more than they were in the past. Again, to be competitive in the market, they've yep. got to offer benefits, but benefits cost that bottom line a lot. I understand. So, Don, appreciate you joining us, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Want to find out uh, how we round out this this holiday shopping season? And good luck to all your members. Let's have a good yes. one. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, yes. Don. Shop locally. Thank you. You got it. We'll step aside. We'll take a break right here. I'm watching uh, the funeral service for at the National Cathedral for former senator and presidential candidate Bob Dole. We got more to talk about here on middays. We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. 30% chance of rain today, mostly cloudy, high near 80 degrees. Tonight, rain likely low around 64. Your Saturday, a 60% chance of rain, high near 71. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 58. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. No drip roofing and construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No drip roofing and construction. 601-371-1051. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. The Mississippi Farmers Market presents a Merry Market Saturday, December 11th. It's a holiday event where you'll find all the usual fresh Mississippi produce and other farm goods, along with arts and crafts, perfect for all your Christmas needs. Shop the genuine Mississippi store. Vendor giveaways, complimentary treats, food trucks, and a special appearance from Santa. Visit your Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street, December 11th from 8 to 1, and celebrate the holidays with us. My great uncle, John Juniker, started Juniker Jewelry Company right here in Jackson in 1944. He was followed by his nephew, my dad, Ted Ravenstein. Then all his children, including my John, followed him in the business. And I joined Uncle John as a fourth generation here at Junikers. I'm Corey. I'm John. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein. Inviting you to join our family this season at Juniker Jewelry Company as we celebrate over seven decades as Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Today we have ten times the selection of diamonds, engage rings, and fine jewelry you'll find in any other store in the state. All at the guaranteed best price in Mississippi. For your diamond engagement ring for the ultimate christmas gift this holiday come home to juniker jewelry company because love can't wait juniker jewelry company mississippi's direct diamond importer from anywhere in mississippi we're at 1485 highland colony parkway just south of 463 in madison and online at junikerjewelry.com juniker jewelry because love can't wait 
Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. Gather here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Chicago rendition of that? I didn't know. Who knew? Can we get the Nat King Cole original out there somewhere? I know you got that in that machine somewhere, as they say. (laughs) Welcome back. I like that, though. Welcome back. Midday, Super Top Mississippi. So I got to get to this one here, Rhino, on the ceasefire text line from the 331. Where's that? There you go. Chicago land? I would say it's in Illinois. Okay. Appreciate you listening. Double check. Yeah, while you do that, I shall read the text. Yeah. Chicago's western suburb. Okay. DuPage County. Got you. Aren't you, quote, grouping the left as one type without individual thoughts, too? Marxist. You can't complain about one side's acts while doing the same. This is why we can't find middle ground and discuss our individual thoughts. Both sides need to stop, not just one. We are all to blame for this lack of communication. Still stereotyping, the listener goes on to say. Some people on the right are for mask mandates. Quit assuming that all people on the right are against masks. That seemed like an interesting issue to focus on. Random left turn there. Yeah. Mask mandates. Okay. Uh So here's what I would say about that. The spokespeople for the left is all I got to go on. If you're telling me that there are people on the left who did not jump on board with the Smollett situation, as see, we told you, it's those MAGA people, it's all those Trump supporters, that's great. Let me know who they are. Maybe you're one of them. But you don't have a bully pulpit. What I'm saying is the communication that comes from the de facto leaders on the left. How many did we just recite, just share, just list? 12 to 15. And that's just those that we just kind of picked up. There are plenty more. That's where I randomly typed in Jesse Smollett 
and then just randomly went through a list of my head of Democrat leaders, typed in their name, and found what they said. Right. And it starts with, who are the highest level leaders of the left in this country, the Democrat Party? That's the president and the vice president, member of his cabinet, high-ranking officials, elected officials in the Congress, and every single left-wing media outlet, every single one. I just can't be persuaded that they don't, in some perverse, distorted, twisted way, celebrate when this stuff happens. Now, I'm not suggesting they celebrate when there truly is physical harm and death. But I don't know. I, th- look, there are, there are conservative black people. Bob Woodson's one of them. Shelby Steele's another one. I pay enormous amount of attention to what they say. They're brilliant. Woodson, civil rights activist, at one time in Mississippi. And he espouses this narrative on a regular basis that these people, he says it. It's, he says it like a, it's a jackpot. When you got, man, especially a white cop that does something wrong against a, a black citizen, a black victim, if you will, it's jackpot for him. That's what he says. It's like the winning the lottery. Look no further than what happened with George Floyd. And uh, our opinion here, at least, is that the police officer was in the wrong. But that doesn't mean we think all police officers are bad or all law enforcement's bad. We don't. We think one acted wrongfully, and the courts thought so too. We think Jesse Smollett, even though he's an African-American male, he acted wrongfully, and the courts thought so. We, we thought Kyle Rittenhouse acted lawfully, stupidly, but lawfully. And the courts thought so. It's a pretty good system, I would say. So the the issue here is that I'm not grouping anyone. I'm just analyzing the only information I got. And if you're telling me that there are people on the right that are against masks, you know what? I don't really care. It doesn't really bother me one way or another, or or that or, or support masks, I should say. I'm sure there are. That's fine. They just don't speak up. I mean, I I don't know that there's a lot of people out there that are more more and more currently talking about masks. I will say, however, in watching this funeral service at the National Cathedral for Bob Dole, we've got the TV on, of course, here in the studio, and I'm and I'm looking in the church, beautiful church, the National Cathedral, of course, Miss Dole sitting in the front pew, and um, the former presidents, I think across the aisle there in the first pew, and they're they're shoulder to shoulder, but they all got masks on. And and, and the only reason I'm pointing this out is that in my real life, I don't see that. I'm not seeing that anymore. 
I go to church every Sunday, and I'm I'm asking folks uh, that listen to the program, what what's your personal experience? I don't see this mask stuff. Maybe that's a rule in the church. I don't know. And the clergy up on the altar, they're clearly separated for social distancing. So they're separated, but the people in the pews, they're shoulder to shoulder. Place is packed. But they got masks on. And it, I don't know, kind of wonder about that. Isn't, isn't it, hasn't it been determined that if you're within a certain distance, it's like totally ineffective? If you're, if you're shedding COVID germs... There's still some debate on that, right? Yeah, the the efficacy is nowhere near as high as some believe, because you have some people that believe they put it on, and it's like they've put on a force field, and they're, they're magically protected. Eh, it was never protection from coming in. It was protection from droplets going out. Right. Which that only, that only really helps if you're coughing into the mask. It's catching your cough droplets. It's not stopping your breath. So, and the only reason I point this out is because I, I look at this and I think, well, what is it going to take to change this, to return? What is it going to take to conduct such a solemn service, for example, in the National Cathedral? I'm looking at right now, there's Biden and his wife, Kamala, and Bill Clinton. Uh, of course, Trump's not there. All lined up in the first pew, Obama. What's it going to take to where we're not wearing these masks? I, I mean, I, I'm not. I would just, say you will see, you will look around and see in your everyday life much less mask wearing than you'll see in D.C. I would agree with you, and I would say that that's consistent with what I observe just in my personal life now, for what that's worth. But I, I got to tell because you, because half of this is political theater. I totally you, agree. You watch any of the videos of the behind the scenes, or really just anybody there before the official feed starts rolling. Yeah. You're right. They're off to the side, huddled up, going over notes or whatever. No mask on. And then, oh, it's time to get out there. Put the mask on. Get behind the podium. Take the mask off. Good morning, Americans. You're totally right. To your point about, uh, I think, which was uh, uh, quite uh, perfectly described, the force field. I like that. It's like a force field. Don't you think when you see a person driving in their vehicle alone with the windows rolled up and there's nobody else in there and they got like a mask on what are they thinking and i'm I'm not i'm trying not to be critical or demean folks i'm just curious what what's in their head as they are alone in their vehicle what about i had this happen yesterday was stopped at a red light and a person in a on a bicycle rode right in front of me Nobody else around outside with a mask on. Seems like that'd be kind of tough. Remember the story we shared last year with one of the schools was making the kids, high schools making the kids running track, wear a mask, and one of the female runners just collapsed in the middle of the race? Yeah, if, if we're supposed to be following the science, then can at least everybody get on board with the fact that most, if not all, science says being outside is safe. Yeah. I mean, that was established uh, over well over a year ago. I want to say May or June of 20 when they had done all these studies on the half-lives. It's like a minuscule of a second half-life outside a COVID germ. you got to be up in somebody's face that has it and is shedding it to even have a chance of getting it outside. 
I, I just it just seems disingenuous. That's all I'm saying. We'll we'll take a break right here. We'll come back. A lot more to talk about, including the debt ceiling. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Ace Bolt and Screw is your one-stop shop for great gifts, tools, accessories, fasteners, saw blades, ladders, and more. The best selection of hardware and fasteners is at either location of Ace Bolt and Screw on Julianne Street just off Gallatin and Jackson or the Gluckstadt location right off I-55 next door to Camper Corral. Whether you're shopping for the do-it-yourself or in your life or for a professional contractor, even your industrial wish list, you'll find the best deals this holiday season at Ace Bolt and Screw online at acebolt.net. Access to quality health care is essential to building a healthier and stronger Mississippi. At Amerigroup, we're doing everything we can to make that a reality. Since 2020, we've invested over $2 million through grants and donations to support Mississippi communities. From rural nursing scholarships to the state's first prescription food program, this is just the beginning of Amerigroup's commitment to enrich the lives of every Mississippian. Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com. Carter Jewelers is buying our diamonds from some of the biggest diamond producers in the world. We're using the best manufacturers to produce what I know is the finest quality jewelry ever made with no equal in finish and detail. Eliminating importers, wholesalers, and expensive branding, bringing our customers the best jewelry ever made at incredible prices. At Carter Jewelers Christmas Sale, we've got smoking hot deals all over the store. Over a thousand pieces with second and third markdowns galore. 18 months interest free financing, no credit check financing, layaway and trade in welcome. We're Carter Jewelers downtown Jackson at the corner of State Street and High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. With Carter Jewelers' massive selection, quality, and incredible pricing, why would you ever want to shop anyplace else? I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A student at Starkville High was arrested Thursday for bringing a gun to school. Someone told school administrators about the weapon. The student was apprehended and revealed where the gun was located. The school was placed on lockdown for about 15 minutes. The student is charged with felony possession of a firearm on school property. And a man has died after reportedly shooting himself Thursday morning at the Corps of Engineer Research and Development Center in Vicksburg. The Vicksburg Post reports that 37-year-old Justin Roan May, who was a security officer, is believed to have shot himself in the head. Employees were ordered to shelter in place for two hours as the campus was locked down. 
And the state auditor's office returned over $306,000 back to taxpayers in November. Most of that was recovered from a surety bond company after demand letters were issued to multiple employees at the Canton Municipal Utilities Board in Madison County. I'm Andy Davis. If your travels include a trip to the Delta this holiday season, you'll spot a beautiful Mississippi Delta town along historic Highway 61 called Cleveland. Southern Living and Smithsonian both say Cleveland is one worth visiting. Great restaurants, great holiday shopping, the Grammy Museum, and of course the 50 Nights of Lights, where downtown Cleveland sparkles with over a million shining lights. So come on, Mississippi, hop in your sleigh and visit Cleveland now through January 2nd for the legendary 50 Nights of Lights. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your bayou friends jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi. And now on Amazon Alexa devices. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbons on Super Talk Mississippi. Even the Kinks recorded a Christmas tune. You're digging deep into the archives for that one. How about that? Everybody cool. likes to get into the Christmas cheer. Absolutely. Even the Kinks. <laughs> so, uh, lots of uh, text here on the ceasefire text line concerning this mask situation. I really don't even want to dwell on it. Just read a couple of them. I, I just feel like we're kind of over it. Make a choice is, is where I stand on that. And I certainly don't mean to ridicule folks. I'm just curious. what what what's I mean, I've made excuses for them in the past, and we, we had somebody bring up, uh, it was about a year ago now, where I was, we were poking fun at people talking about them wearing masks in the car, and I made the excuse, well, I mean, if you've got your makeup done or a certain way to feature the mask, or you've got big earrings that's going to you may just want to leave it on instead of having to deal with a big hassle. <laughs> and then somebody chimed in with, well, yeah, they just want to be ready in case they get pulled over and have to talk to somebody like a police officer. And I was like, that's about the same as going out clubbing and wearing a condom. <laughs> somebody reminded us of that, by the way, uh, on the ceasefire text line. Sunday school and worship service, no mask. Yeah, we're that's where we are. And, I've seen uh, several churches that... They have a, a mask, like you have to wear a mask to come in, and they check your temperature, but then you just get seated with your family in the pews and take the mask off, and oh, nobody says anything. Okay. 
Well, geez. Uh, I don't know. Tim and McGee says, I was in the doctor's office this morning, and the fill-in doctor said, quote, you need to pull up that mask for me. I said, I'm sorry, you're one of those. This is a small clinic. <laughs> you know, uh, again, I have been to the doctor and had my mask on, and and the doctor comes in the exam room and says, take that mask, all those things don't do anything. So uh, these, there's still some degree of, of debate, right? I think that's Over fair Over the to efficacy say. indoors. There, yeah. there have been competing studies done that say different things, but I've yet to see a study that says you're in danger outside. I agree. So but, I think we can all come to a consensus that wearing a mask when it's – Bright sunshiny outside and the breeze is blowing is dumb. You're thinking something else. And and let's let's look at the evidence because were we not warned again mainly by people on the left to the the listener that accuses us of of stereotyping the entire Democrat party the left no, side of the aisle. We just point out the hypocrisy of intersectionality. <laughs> but what a, before football season, oh my gosh, they're going to fill up the football stadium. Super spreader events are going to kill people. Has there been a report yet that you're aware of from a college or professional football game that resulted in an outbreak? I did hear a story about an Apple store in Texas, I believe, that a number of staff Came yeah, down. I think it was the staff. It wasn't any of the customers. Staff, right. And so they have shut the store down for in-person service, if you will. Did it, That's it, not unheard of. Somebody tests positive in a location, you have somebody come in and clean up the store, and you close it down while they do it. That's right. I mean, that was happening rather regularly before we knew as much as we do today, whenever oh. there was a, a case. Discovered. Oh, yeah, you had the little UV light drone thing that would ride around and yes. sanitize with the really bright light. Yep. Uh, I mean, heck, it happened in my golf club. We we had that situation where we had a, a couple of members or even members of the staff that that uh, were positive, and, you know, the reaction was to shut the club down and disinfect everything. I mean, that's fine. Uh, but all I'm saying is just it is true, though. There were widespread outcries about returning to full capacity in football, in sporting events. And I, I just don't think any of that has has uh, borne From out. people in the sporting field. Because the SEC Correct. was going full board, like, hey, we're doing games. And was it the Big Ten that was like, no, 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 yeah, no, don't do that. That's right. And and but uh, so that all that's kind of kind of changed. Well, it hadn't kind of it has, and there's been nothing. But so there there are certainly pockets of situations in it, but just it doesn't seem to be consistent. And the other thing we know is, for the most part, these events are outside. Certainly at the college level, they're outside. And so I think the the uh, the science has determined with respect to spread outdoors. Seems to be validated by that. I think that's fair. Oh, heck, remember when Florida DeSantis opened the beaches? Oh, my gosh, the kids are going to spring break. They're all going to die. None of that happened. Meanwhile, in California, they were putting sand in the skate park so that people couldn't be outside. That's right. Fill in the skate park. The kids can't be outside exercising. We've got a pandemic on our hands. Was it Colorado? 
dad uh, with his child on the jungle gyms at a local park. They turned in. The police came and handcuffed him or some crap was Tom, like that. Tom Brady was working out of the playground in Florida and got sent home because he was supposed to be under lockdown. <sighs> it, was, it was crazy for a while. It, yeah. And you'd think people would have learned from the craziness, but I, I agree. Uh, guess not. And that's the point. Uh, that's the point. So we have evolved further than that. Now, here's the thing. Discernment as is the case with everything, is important. You can you can agree and acknowledge that this is a disease that is not to be taken lightly and that there are situations where protocols and measures make sense, but at the same time, you can apply some just common sense and, uh, and again, um, make policy or live your life consistent with the science as it has evolved. And, and so those two can coexist. And I think that's the situation here. So, it, again, it just kind of harkens back to, uh, points us back to the listener who's, who um, feels like that we are grouping everybody on the left. I, and I, I'm just going by what information we have and communication we have from those who speak on their behalf. I, I'm not aware that uh, uh, folks on the right. So we're, we're looking at that based on what we see and hear coming out of them. And maybe if they wouldn't be so quick to jump on these incidents like the Smollett case, which they were clearly doing for political gain. Because it's right bait. there in Solowinski's Rules for Radicals. Never let a crisis go to waste. And that's what they did, except this was a feigned crisis. It was phony. It was a hoax. And the more hoaxes that that we see uh, performed and conducted, the the uh, less credibility do those folks have that jump on it, and the more inclined we are to kind of shake our heads and say, mm, something don't seem right about this before we just jump to these conclusions. It's just common sense. But they were so anxious to get out there and and one-up each other, so to speak. It's like a contest for who can do the most virtue signaling and and uh, communicate the strongest language in denouncing. And no, 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 no. I'm the most virtuous signaler. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, anyhow, we're kind of dwelling on that. I apologize for that. So, also, I will say, in response to, to that, uh, criticism, for, if you want to call it that. So the Senate voted on a bill Thursday, yesterday, the U.S. Senate, that essentially paves the way for the Democrats to raise the federal debt limit. Now, doing so used some really obscure procedure, Senate procedure, rules I was not aware of. So as you, as you guys know, you've got to have 60 votes in the Senate for most legislation except that which qualifies under the rules of the reconciliation rules. And so to do so, this does require 60 votes to raise the debt ceiling, right? That means you got to, if you get all Democrats, all 50, uh, and then plus the vice president, 51, you got to have at least nine Republicans peel off and uh, essentially conference with the Democrats here to to pass this bill. So here's what they did. There's this evidently there's a way that a bill, a mechanism to pass a bill uh, again with the supermajority does require the supermajority. But 
that bill allows another bill that would normally require the full 60 votes in the Senate to be passed on a simple majority. So Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer cut a deal that allows the debt ceiling to be passed on a simple majority by passing a bill with the required 60 votes to do so. But it is limited to only that matter, the matter of the debt ceiling. So McConnell gets 14 Republicans to join him. Join him. I think it's maybe 13, counting Mitch, it's 14. Total of 14. And they passed this bill yesterday. So what that means is that the debt ceiling can be raised without a single Republican vote, with just the 50 Democrat senators plus the vice president. And I was just looking at the list of those Republicans who signed on to this, and we'll talk about that when we come back. Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., sponsored by The Road, your destination for fine men's clothing. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. We've lost so many people to COVID. So many moms and dads, favorite uncles, older sisters, and best friends. But vaccines can help prevent serious illness and death from COVID in more than 9 out of 10 cases. So now almost all COVID deaths are preventable, and so are the broken hearts they leave behind. We can do this. Find COVID vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. That's vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. At All Britain's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britain's as their diamond store. This is Representative Jill Ford wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Oftentimes during the holidays, I find myself missing my loved ones that are no longer with us, which is why I would like to remind you to kiss your mama today and spend some special time with her. Merry Christmas. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Minnesota became the first state to try to formalize the 2022 decalbo use when its Department of Agriculture announced yesterday that it is seeking decalbo cutoff dates and a temperature limitation that will exceed EPA's current 
restrictions. Minnesota state officials are attempting to make direct changes to federal decalma labels, a new approach that could create a new plan for state-by-state decalma restrictions in 2022. In a news release, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture stated that it is working with the EPA and the registrants to add the following Minnesota-specific cutoffs to the federal labels of four decalma products, a cutoff date of June 12th and a cutoff date of June 30th, and a temperature cutoff of 85 degrees Fahrenheit reached either in the field to be sprayed or in the forecast for the day in that location. Currently, the EPA Federal Decomba labels list a June 30 cutoff for soybeans and June 30 cutoff for cotton with no temperature restriction. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load. Hey, sports fans, this football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We're live in the uh, Super Talk studios today, or Rhino and I. So, talking about this debt ceiling, uh, what a bit of chicanery. (laughs) I think that's the way I'll describe it. Political tomfoolery. That's exactly right. So, just to recap... 14 Republicans joined the Democrats in passing a bill which allows the debt ceiling to be raised on a simple majority, as opposed to the traditional supermajority as required, uh, which would be 60 votes in the U.S. Senate. Uh, John Toon, Mitch McConnell, John Barrasso, Roger Wicker, Shelley Moore, Capito, West Virginia, Susan Collins, Maine, Roy Blunt, Missouri, Tom Tillis, North Carolina, Lisa Murkowski, Alaska, Richard Burr, North Carolina, Joni Ernst, Iowa, John Cornyn of Texas, Mitt Romney of Utah, Rob Portman of Ohio. Now, so uh, Mississippi's one of Mississippi senators, Roger Wicker, signed on to this. As and something else that caught my attention, Rhino, is that Burr, Portman, and Blunt are all not running for reelection. Read into that whatever you will, but I'll just say this: you know when the he subject, found the votes that had the most cover. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, 
what I guess I don't get, though, is you didn't need but eight more plus yourself, Mitch. It seems like you would have let the other ones not vote. Something's going or on there. they voted of their own volition. It could be. Absolutely. They just think, yep, we got to raise the debt set. So, now let's let's think about this a little bit from, from a, just a practical perspective. The debt ceiling going to get raised. However, when you need something from the other side of the aisle, generally you get something in return. I mean, that's just negotiating 101. Uh, maybe Mitch got something. We don't know what it is. I don't know. Um, but this also, I think, in a small way, illustrates the concern I have about term limits. I know that's a popular, very popular issue, and there are a lot of people that are for it. I'm always kind of on the fence on it, and here's why. Because on the one hand, yeah, the positive is you, you kind of keep um, you, you keep refreshing the seat, and there's some value in that, and I think it's fair to say when folks are there for a long time, they get a little entrenched, they get a little comfortable. Yeah, I was about to say, you pull the carpet out from underneath the career politician moniker. Correct. And they... They tend to just get a little lax, and they they also, unfortunately, can take comfort. I say unfortunately, uh, but they know that as an incumbent, they typically have uh, obviously a – well, not obviously, but the the data supports this. Their likelihood of getting reelected – It's statistically easier for them. Yeah, like 85% or some outsized number in that respect. But I wonder – that's why you have somebody like AOC getting such outsized attention, because she surprised the world by winning. Yeah. It's, it feels fairly comfortable that she can continue to do so. Uh, it, so we look at her as, as, as kind of, how can they elect her? But they look at her in her district and say, we absolutely, this is our person. Nancy Pelosi, look no further than that. You can't blow her out of that district. But what I was going to say is, and, and I'm just making the connection to the, what, four, I think, I named that are not running for re-election among this list of 14 that sided with the Democrats here. Is is this a situation where they wouldn't have done this were they not running for re-election? And so I've always been concerned when you've got term limits that a, a, a member seated in the House or Senate just kind of undertakes this scorched-earth policy to governing. Now, Another way to put it is if you implement term limits, you can wind up with as much as a third of the voting body having cover to vote against your wishes that you elected them into office for. That's exactly right. That's absolutely right. It, because it's just whatever I got to do to win, <laughs> sometimes the minimum, right, of what I got to do to win. And. It, it is something I have always felt. It just seems evident is that so many, once they get elected, almost everything they say and every action they take is all with an eye towards the next election cycle. I think it's just human nature to a great extent. It is what it is, as they say. 
But I guess I'll leave the parting thought here. Something I said yesterday is if you inconsistently apply principle, then you don't really have any principles. Which one is your principle? I mean, principles are intended to be strict and specific and unique and lasting. It is time for Super Talk News and Fox News here on Middays. As we go to the noon break, we'll come back with another hour. Much more to talk about. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. I'm Chris Foster. Senator Bob Dole is remembered at a funeral service in Washington at the National Cathedral with President Biden paying tribute. He wanted government to work. To work for folks like him who came up the hard way. There's a ceremony next at the World War II Memorial in D.C., burials in Kansas. The Supreme Court's allowing abortion providers in Texas to challenge the state's abortion law. That law will remain in effect in the meantime. The Texas law makes abortion illegal after six weeks of pregnancy, but has a novel enforcement mechanism allowing private citizens to sue clinics, doctors, and anyone else who aids in the abortion. Fox's Jared Halpern, a new coronavirus restriction takes effect Monday in New York. We are enacting a statewide indoor mask mandate unless a business has a vaccination mandate. Governor Kathy Hochul says it's due to rising case numbers. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. More than 300 Mississippi Delta families are at risk of losing their farms following the bankruptcy of Express Grain. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman called it catastrophic. The fact that this horrific losses been incurred up there, depending on who you talk to, 50 or $100 million, it's just a staggering amount of money. Probably one of the biggest losses we've ever had in Mississippi that wasn't caused by a hurricane or something. But when you look at that, it permeates the rest of the economics of the Delta. I mean, people don't buy a machine. They don't get their stuff repaired. They don't make donations to charity. I mean, everything that comes out of having a very successful farming year uh, is impacted by this. This, this. this is not a small issue here. A class action lawsuit is being filed by Barrett Law Firm in Lexington to try to help those families recover what is believed to be over $100 million in losses. I'm Andy Davis. Why join Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation if I'm not a farmer? Let's start with the valuable discounts on vehicles, travel, farm equipment, and much more, all of which would cover the cost of your membership, 
Throw in the insurance products, smarter banking, and agricultural advocacy, and the choice is clear. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Put propane to work. Propane has become a leader in the industrial market because it offers a number of key advantages over other fuels such as lower emissions. Propane-powered forklifts produce fewer emissions than gasoline and diesel forklifts. Not only that, but when you look at site-to-source emissions, propane's totals are even fewer than electricity. Choosing forklifts that run on American-made propane reduces dependence on foreign oil and keeps jobs at home. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. South Mississippi leads the state in fentanyl overdoses, but it's an epidemic across the entire state. Raids at two homes in Jackson County ended with multiple arrests Wednesday. In a raid in Moss Point, several bags of pills and two pill pressers were confiscated. Colonel Stephen Maxwell with the Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics said fentanyl is lethal, and when people buy black market prescription pills, they don't know what they're getting. I would attribute those drug-related overdose deaths to the prevalence of, of fentanyl being sold in the illicit market. Market, mm. And also the prevalence of methamphetamine being sold, used in combination together, as as well as the uh, continued misuse and abuse of pharmaceutical drugs. There were 392 overdose deaths reported in 2019 in Mississippi and 529 in 2020. And 14 Senate Republicans, including Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker, crossed the aisle to vote to advance the debt limit fast-track process bill. Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith voted against it. I'm Andy Davis. Y'all listen up. Have you seen all the litter on the sides of our roads? We need to all do our part to fight litter. Put trash in its proper place and make sure items in your truck beds are secure. Remember, trash blows. Secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road. Secure your load. Super Talk Mississippi, your new home for the Ben Shapiro Show. For something new and unique in talk radio, take a listen to the Ben Shapiro Show. Weeknights at 9, right here. Super Talk Mississippi. Christmas is my favorite time of the year, a time for faith and family. This is Delbert Hoseman, and I'm so blessed to serve as your lieutenant governor. From my family to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi, the great journey. As usual, bumping us into this uh, final hour of the show on this. Friday, y'all. So Stephen Colbert 
He has to weigh in on the uh, Christmas tree, the Fox Christmas tree, that was burned by an arsonist. Who, by the way, due to the stupid bail laws in New York, he's back on the streets. Less than a week, back on the streets. Oh, but according to the White House, it's the pandemic. I'm sure that's what motivated this fool to get on that tree and set it ablaze. Colbert tweets, Flaming Christmas tree just got its own show on Fox News. What a fool. But, <laughs> he also said it wouldn't have happened if the tree had a gun. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and Greg Gutfeld, he responded on Twitter to, let's read it again, Flaming Christmas Tree just got its own show on Fox News. That's from Stephen Colbert. And right after that, Gutfeld said, and it's already beating you in the ratings. <laughs> Which is true. And by the way, the left is freaking out because Gutfeld is mopping the floor at that hour. Really amazing. It hasn't been on for that long, six months or so. And they're absolutely beside themselves as to how that could be. The Greg Gutfeld show. It's uh, not even a year old. Yeah. The media begrudgingly reacting to it. So while we were talking about this mask stuff, New York City done it again. Uh, Excuse me, the state of New York, the governor, has ordered indoor mask mandates statewide. That just occurred about an hour ago. The governor of the great state of New York, uh, that, of course, is uh, Kathy Hochul. She took over for the embattled and shamed Cuomo, Mario. So, uh, anyhow, what a what a crazy deal all that is that's going on. Kevin from Baldwin said, you were saying the same thing about Democrats that the Democrats say about Republicans. Explain that. I think the difference is, and I'm not sure if it's good or bad, I don't really care. I don't know there is a good or bad here. I focus, I feel like I try to focus on policy as much as anything. Policy and character is what matters. And character includes consistency. That, That is, I think, a positive character trait. Uh, and, it, and it's people who are consistent in their application of principle, generally are just more successful, more trustworthy, more productive people. Simple as that. But the difference is, if there's something going on on the Republican side with which I disagree, I will call that out. In the case of this debt ceiling, I think that that was... A, uh, a miscalculation, mainly because while I admit, as I said, we're going to end up raising the debt ceiling, we're not going to shut the country down, although some would argue probably would be a good thing to try to call attention to our, our fiscal challenges, 
and address those by working together. But in this case, I still say, what do we get in return on the Republican side? There's just not evident. Nothing's being communicated. And what I mean by that is by siding with them, by crossing the aisle to pass this debt ceiling deal. I'm not not hearing anything, not seeing anything. it's, It's almost like Mitch McConnell saying, well, we told the American people that the Republicans simply would not vote for raising the debt ceiling, would not join the Democrats in that effort. But they did to pass a bill that allows the Democrats to do it without them. I, I don't know that there's a distinction there. That's a seems like kind of a weak distinction, in my opinion. What Especially considering this is the same Mitch McConnell that adorns the walls of his office with all the different political cartoons portraying him as some sort of devil or Satan. Really? He really loves it when they make fun of him in political cartoons. That's weird. Seems weird. He he's the original troll. <laughs> yeah, I bet if some that's true. I bet if someone uh, torched the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Square, that person would be in jail and charged with arson of public property, destruction of public property. That on the ceasefire text line. Yeah, it's the the problem is it's these. These bail Jason laws. agreed. Jason says, I don't have any use for Fox News, but that guy should be in jail for public endangerment regardless. Yeah, I agree. There's no excuse for that nonsense. And it's a miracle it didn't kill somebody. Yeah, and all you got to do is look at the crime wave sweeping this country. There was a report last couple of days about the top, the cities, the top 12 cities in terms of the increase of murder, the murder rate, and all are run by Democrats. So I guess I'm grouping again, but I can't help it. That's statistical fact. <laughs> it's a true story. You've seen that. There are 12 cities that uh, made the list. I'm not sure who published it, but uh, I kind of caught it in passing. But but nonetheless, they're, I, it's just a fact. They're all run by Democrats. What does that mean? And what about Lori Lightfoot? She, the mayor of the Windy City of Chicago, she says that all of this crime, this retail crime, this smash-and-grab stuff going on, it shows retailers. She's putting the blame on them. Like, wait, I thought the purpose of, the core purpose of government was to protect and safeguard life and property. But yet, She's pointing fingers at the retailers in her city. Says no, it's all them. They uh, what did she say? They don't. They're not hiring their own security. They don't have security cameras. We got some sound on that. Maybe I can't remember if I sent you something on that to to play. But yeah, that's. She said the stores aren't doing enough. Uh, she said we also we got to push the retailers. I'm disappointed. They aren't doing more to take safety and make it a priority. We still have retailers who won't institute plans, like having security officers in their store. So let me get this straight. You got some sound? Here we go. I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take 
safety uh, and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute uh, plans like having security officers in their stores, making sure um, that they've got cameras that are actually operational. (laughs) So she's imploring the stores, the private stores, almost like saying you're on your own. you got to hire your own security. Now, I know some of them do anyhow, just out of an abundance of caution. But maybe if you just acknowledged that there's a problem in her fair city that's causing all this crime and we got to address it? It just it shows the disconnect from reality when you believe a camera, a working camera, is somehow going to stop crime if a non-working camera doesn't stop crime. If you put a camera up, that's supposed to be a deterrent, even if it's non-working. If it's working, you just have evidence after the commission of a crime for the prosecution of the crime. It's not going to stop any crime. It's not going to prevent any crime. She also, she said, she made some comment about calling out the retailers of placing high-end purses in the windows. Uh, like you're like you're inviting criminals. Don't don't put anything of value. Don't tell anybody you sell anything of value in there. That's unbelievable. Like, you know, these crooks, they just can't help themselves. You, you're enticing them to commit crime. How disconnected can this lady be? And, you know, the other thing is the Retail Association came back, and the head of the Illinois Retail Merchants Association, a guy named Robert Carr, says, retailers spend hundreds of millions of dollars every year on security. Of course they do. It ain't enough. I mean, my gosh, what, if they just do that, we just we don't have law enforcement anymore. Don't need the courts. It's almost that way now. You've neutered them to the point they don't can't do anything. That's why it continues. Gosh, it's just so tone deaf. By the way, is she a Democrat? Just checking. Yes, I got you. We'll take a break and come back on middays. You could hardly rub two nickels together, but you got married anyway. Because love can't wait. She believed in you when no one else would. Brings joy into your life like only she could. Today, she is your only need. I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Corey Ravenstein. This Christmas, tell her with a gift of something truly precious from Jenniker Jewelry Company. We are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with more ways to say I love you this Christmas than any place else. Ten times the selection of average jewelry stores. From case after case of designer gold, gorgeous colored gemstones, couture pieces, and our famous estate collections. To diamond classics like Jenniker's diamond stud earrings, diamond bracelets, and pendants. Maybe it's that larger, two, three or four carat diamonds she's always dreamed of. It's right here, right now, this Christmas at Junikers. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. 
I'm Jeff Good, and with my partner, Chef Dan Blumenthal, and every line cook, wait person, hostess, cashier, bartender, prep cook, service attendant, sous chef, pizza maker, pastry chef, dishwasher, bread baker, manager, sandwich assembler, salad maker, catering, and office team member on our team, we want to wish you the best of the season. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from the Mangiabene family of restaurants, Bravo, Broad Street, and Salon Mookie's. The holidays are a time to reflect and be thankful for what we have been given. We love what we do, and we love doing it for you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We hope to see you soon. Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days. Only at the Trademark Building on the fairgrounds. Show hours are Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealers tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission just $9 for adults, $2 for kids ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show thousands of buyers will be there instant background checks available for gun purchases the big one the great southern gun and knife show this weekend saturday nine to five sunday ten to five at the trademark building on the fairgrounds take the high street exit off 555 and follow the signs exercise your right to keep and bear arms while you're there be sure to register for the door prize see you this weekend at the big one sure as shooting don't Don't miss miss it. it This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hang all in this I'm gonna get to know you better. And as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. This Christmas, the fireside's blazing bright. We're caroling through the. Welcome back, everyone. Middays. We're back with you, Super Talk Mississippi. Wanted to pass on that Al Unser. Won the Indianapolis 500 four times. He Alex passed away. Senior, yeah. Yep, 82 years old. 82 years old. Man, that's – hadn't heard that name in a while, but he was something running those things. Man. Yep. May he rest in peace. All right, so the the 12 cities that experience or presently experiencing the – breaking of homicide records, past records, annual homicides. A question on the ceasefire text line, Charlie from Pearl, is Jackson on that list? It's not. Now, where does Jackson stand? I want to say 132. And last year was 128, 9, seems to come to memory. Uh, as of the latest reporting I can find, which is dated November 29th, there were 130 homicides as of November 29th this year in Jackson. Okay. 128 was last year. So I'm not sure of how this data was compiled. It says... I'm sure that number's gone up, though. Yeah, exactly. You're talking about the... I think it's 132 for some reason is what sticks in my head presently in the city of Jackson. So we're already – we busted last year – Excuse me, 138. 
It's 38 in Jackson? Yeah. It was 128 last year in the data I'm looking at. And that in 1995 was the year prior with the highest number. That was 92. So 1995-92-2020-128, we're at 138. we got about three weeks left. God forbid. So that the cities that I'm looking at on this list, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Tucson, St. Paul, Portland, Oregon, Indianapolis, Toledo, Ohio, Rochester, New York, Philadelphia, PA, Columbus, Ohio, Baton Rouge, Austin, Texas, Louisville, Kentucky. So this is something I find a little striking. Tucson, Arizona is a much bigger city than Jackson, I think. It's had 80. That's its highest number since 2008. Jackson's had 138. Austin, 60. Austin's a million people. I don't know if the city limits is a million, but inside the city limits is sizable. Baton Rouge, 137. Columbus, Ohio, 179? That seems ridiculous. Rochester, New York, seven, uh, 71. Indianapolis, 246. Louisville, Kentucky, 175. Philadelphia, 501. That's the highest since 1990. Philadelphia. But again, uh, you got to look at the leadership here and uh, take some stock in that and and drill down into the so-called root cause. The administration just says, it's the pandemic. Okay, I'm not exactly sure what that means. That is the cause of all this crime. But I'm not buying it. I don't think that is the case. I do think this shift, this tendency we have in this country now uh, to just seems like we're more concerned about the race of the criminal and the victim. And we we kind of, I guess we rule, we take a position based on that, not the actual incident or whether or not a law was broken. But it seems to be more about, okay, well, who did it and who was the victim of what was done? According to FBI statistics, the five most dangerous cities for homicide okay, or metropolitan areas, not just cities, the Detroit, Dearborn, Livonia area, 387 total homicides. That's 22.3 per 100,000 people. Jeez. Number four is Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Wow. With 24 total homicides, 27 per 100,000 people. Anchorage, Alaska is the third most dangerous for homicide. Again, this is per FBI's crime statistics. They had 18 homicides with 5.9 per 100,000 people. Monroe, Louisiana is the number two most dangerous city in America for homicides with 23, 11.6 per 100,000. And the most dangerous city for homicides in America. Per the FBI statistics, 327 total homicides in the Memphis metropolitan area with 24 per 100,000 people. Unbelievable. So it's it's more about, I guess, a rate. So the fact that Memphis, 
Nor Jackson appears on the list of the 12 cities does seem a bit odd because both Memphis and Jackson broke records for homicides in the calendar year. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I'm not sure how the measurements were conducted, how the statistics were compiled. But that's what's being – I mean, this is from a number of new sources, by the way, the data I just shared with respect to the 12 cities and uh, the top the list there, sadly. But they, we're not seeming to get a lot out of um, out of the government with respect to that other than, oh, it's just a pandemic. So it's, it's – uh, and by the way, there's a question about Chicago – and so, again, this particular data that I was sharing is different from what Rhino shared, let's be clear. The data I was sharing were, tw- by the way, it's 12 major cities. Maybe we don't rate as a major city. I don't know, but Columbus, Ohio. But you know. would think Chicago did, which they saw over 1,000 homicides this calendar year for the first time in about 30 years. Now, it might not have set a record because Chicago had some pretty rough years in the 70s and 80s. That's right, and that's what this is. This yeah, is 12 cities that broke a record that's for homicides. Right. Exactly, but it does seem like Jackson did, based on that data. Yeah, Jackson definitely broke a record that was set last year. Right, that's correct. And why it's not on the list, I can't explain that. But what what Rhino was sharing is those cities, according to the FBI, just based on the rate of crime and in particular rate of, of homicide that uh, the FBI considers to be the the most dangerous from that perspective just because of the rate relative to the population. So that's a fair measurement. So Memphis, oh, that's nice. Tops the list. Got, got you. That's, that's great. Uh, but, and by the way, I did a lot of business. I can speak freely now with the city of Memphis. Uh, I've, I've met with their their city government and uh, man, they're they're all about this equity stuff, and they're all about minority participation in contracts. They're not really too focused. If you go to their meetings on solving any problems at all, they're more about that. Who can we shake down and get money out of to move it over here to to take care of those who will keep voting for us? That's just the bottom line. That's, that was my experience. Birmingham similar. <clears throat> and uh, that's just how they operate. That's how they function. And they keep getting reelected handily, easily. Look no further than the city of Jackson, recent mayoral elections. You would think that the rate of crime, homicides, et cetera, all the other problems that beset our capital city would maybe give rise to a new mayor. But that's not the case. One overwhelmingly, right? I guess that means they're happy, or else they just don't like to. <laughs> The competitive candidates really is interesting. Um, good stats, but from what I understand, the FBI data is flawed based on the fact that not all municipalities reported to the FBI may be wrong, just what I've heard. I guess that's possible, but... I, They'll just make them incomplete. Yeah. I'm, so you could say that the analysis that Rhino shared is only based on the data they've got in their hands that, that has been submitted to them, but... I'm still betting it's pretty dang close to accurate, even even if the other cities uh, provided and submitted their information. Meridian and Hasburg ain't exactly safe either on the ceasefire tax line. This is look, it's all a problem, and the thing about it is that it costs us all. This crime 
costs us all. Obviously, homicides uh, cost the most because a human life is lost in the act. I can't even comprehend it. But all this smash and grab, all this breaking in stuff and, and stealing stuff, it just costs a lot of money. We're all paying for it. When you hear the Retail Association tell Lori Lightfoot, tone-deaf Lori Lightfoot, yeah, we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on security, and it's true. All you got to do is look around. You can see that in the retailers. Well, we're all paying for that. The good people are paying a premium, if you think about it, to protect against the bad people. If we can just stop all that, we'd all be richer and safer. Just simple as that. But we never really seem to address those problems. We want to point at everything else as the root cause. It's the pandemic. It's systemic racism. It's police brutality. It's purses in the window. We'll be back after this. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. 30% chance of rain today, mostly cloudy, high near 80 degrees. Tonight, rain likely low around 64. Your Saturday, a 60% chance of rain, high near 71. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 58. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. The Mississippi Farmers Market presents a Merry Market Saturday, December 11th. It's a holiday event where you'll find all the usual fresh Mississippi produce and other farm goods, along with arts and crafts, perfect for all your Christmas needs. Shop the Genuine Mississippi Store. Vendor giveaways, complimentary treats, food trucks, and a special appearance from Santa. Visit your Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street, December 11th from 8 to 1, and celebrate the holidays with us. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. At Elias Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, we work for you. Our agents and consultants were born and raised in the same communities you were, and the agronomic and economic expertise we bring to the farm manages risk and maximizes production with the experiences many of you have shared with us over the last few decades of working together. We're committed to you, and we're thankful to be a part of your business. Let's prepare to pass it on. Elias Ag Risk Management and Southern Ag Services, the partnership that yields. The Rogue has been serving families in Jackson for over five decades. As we return to life, return to work, church, football, etc., let the Rogue get the men in your life ready for all occasions. We have the latest in game day gear for Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and USM. Last-minute needs for a party? We have three on-site tailors to take care of any last-minute needs. Complimentary alterations and gift wrap with every purchase. Our employees have over 150 years of experience at the Rogue serving Mississippians. 
Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. More than 300 Mississippi Delta families are at risk of losing their farms following the bankruptcy of Express Grain. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman called it catastrophic. The fact that this horrific loss has been incurred up there, depending on who you talk to, 50 or $100 million, it's just a staggering amount of money. Probably one of the biggest losses we've ever had in Mississippi that wasn't caused by a hurricane or something. But when you look at that, it permeates the rest of the economics of the Delta. I mean, people don't buy a machine. They don't get their stuff repaired. They don't make donations to charity. I mean, everything that comes out of having a very successful farming year uh, is impacted by this. This, this. this is not a small issue here. A class action lawsuit is being filed by Barrett Law Firm in Lexington to try to help those families recover what is believed to be over $100 million in losses. I'm Andy Davis. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet with the My Trustmark app. Our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream two-story tutor. And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh, toast? Nice. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at one, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. Keeping you up to date with news, weather, and politics that affect you and your family. Up to the minute reports on air and always online at supertalk.fm. Your statewide news network, Super Talk Mississippi News, at supertalk.fm. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. There's a choir outside of my house singing Silent Night. For any little thing that's gone wrong, Christmas makes it right. The children are singing Christmas carols and everybody's holding hands. We've got that Christmassy feeling again. The great Johnny Cash. To the world, and here comes Santa Claus. <laughs> Mama's baking turkey, and Daddy's making popcorn. Josh and Clinton on the ceasefire text line asks. How many arrests have been made in the Jackson homicides? I'm guessing in less than 20% of the cases. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, 
You know, I th- I'm pretty sure that the city of Jackson is fairly grossly understaffed at the police department, and that certainly would play into uh, that figure, the number of uh, of criminals who have been arrested for committing homicide. I don't know, but it's 138 is a lot for a small, relatively small, or a police department of that size to work. As of November 18th, Jackson police have solved 78 of the 2021 homicides. Okay. So a little more than half. A little more than half, yeah. Appreciate that question, though, uh, Josh. Bobby in Batesville says, can't afford cameras and security when all your product is being stolen indiscriminately. Yeah, it's a chicken and egg deal. I I just think it's it's just mind-boggling that the mayor of a city, major American city, would say, hey, you retailers, you got to do more to protect your property and your lives and your livelihood. got to quit putting all that stuff you want people to buy in the window so they can see it. Yeah. You're just too tempting for the thieves and thugs. It, the, the, uh, the gaslighting. Is uh, is despicable. Have you ever heard her say, "Hey, maybe we got a problem here. Let's come together and work on it." What that just seems to be omitted so often in our political realm. It, it, because, again, I think they all have an eye towards the next election cycle or future political aspirations. And there's this this fear, if you could call it that, that, gee, if I tell the truth here and, you know, maybe acknowledge that uh, there's a problem or that I might be part of that problem, I might not get elected next time. My opponent will use that against me and the people will point at me and say, see, see, we told you, you even admitted it. I mean, is that where we are in this country where you you can't acknowledge and admit and confront, frame, define, face issues, problems, challenges head on? If so, you can't ever solve them. Maybe that describes why we're where we are. But is that so you're putting personal political gain ahead of Solving problems for those who you represent. That's not good. But it does seem to be a trend that has just gained steam almost perniciously. I mean, it's been kind of slow. I just wonder, though, if someone in a position such as the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, would just stand up in front of the people in her city and say, Hey, we we got this wrong here. But here's what we're going to do. I just believe that most people are reasonable and they're forgiving. They're they're willing at least to a great extent to offer some degree of I guess atonement. But, but that would require a level of humanity humility and sincerity from the political class, and that seems dang near impossible. It doesn't happen. Right. I agree with you. It doesn't happen. And thus, 
We just keep kicking the can down the road, as the saying goes. But I, it would it not be refreshing, though, to see someone stand up in, in, in a position of authority, political authority like that, and say, we, hey, we, we got that one wrong, called it wrong. I don't know. I, but here's the thing. You can't do that unless you immediately follow that up in the same conversation with a well-conceived plan of how to address it and how to solve those problems. I think most people are reasonable and would accept that. Maybe not. But, you know, the fact that we have sort of pushed this approach for so long now where nobody ever does that, it would be such an anomaly and such an aberration. Maybe you're right. Folks would just jump all over it because they don't possess that ability to rationalize and discern and and, and take it in for what it's worth. And um, I guess posit it the way they should. And they would just immediately jump on it as an admission of failure. I don't know. It's just Jen Psaki. Oh, it's the pandemic that's causing that crime. It's AOC saying there's no organized smash and grab going on. Perfect example. Just look at a at least a percentage of the support for Trump had to have come from voters that were tired of politicians talking out of both sides of their mouth, and they were willing to overlook character flaws or bad policy or whatever you might think about Trump to the negative, but they were willing to overlook that simply because it was somebody running for president that would tell them like it was. I totally agree. I've said it before and, and have no issue saying it again, is that uh, both major parties gave rise to Donald Trump. It's just simple as that. When you think about the fact that he cleared the field, like him or not, fact is he cleared the field of some very high-profile, well-funded candidates on the Republican ticket, and I submit maybe the only of that field that could have defeated Hillary Clinton. Um. But they they gave rise to him because they they weren't listening. They were tone deaf. He knew that. And he leveraged that frustration sentiment amongst the voters. I think that's the way it should be. Now, I don't always agree with his demeanor, his approach. But but uh, I think I've fallen in that camp, put me down as one who sure as hell misses the policies. I feel I felt a lot better about my situation, that of my families, and the future of this country when he was in the White House. Just simple as that. I I scratch my head every day trying to figure out well, the, what about the guy that's in there? What has he done? I, I I'm having a hard time finding anything positive in my sphere, in my orbit. It's a simple question. I think it's the one most people are asking, and and I tell you, when NPR, by the way, I'm looking at an article, and NPR is saying that, oh, you know, our polls here show that Biden and fellow Democrats are in for a rough ride. NPR? Maybe you ought to take, pay a little attention. 
this this isn't the traditional right wing lambast the left for uh, as, as a normal course of business organization here. And now maybe we should take our hat off to NPR. Maybe they're exhibiting what we're talking about here. They're saying, hey, you know, maybe we got this wrong here. This guy really isn't who we thought he was, and it's not going that well. And, of course, they're saying that most people support Biden's policies, but they don't support him. They they say that if he could pass this Build Back Better, uh, a.k.a. Build Back Broker program, that he his stock would go up. His polling numbers would go up. Six in ten of the respondents that they talked to said they received a one-time direct payment, 1400 bucks, one of the stimulus payments early this year. They said the IRS says 163 million people have received payments from those programs, 163 million. And you wonder why state states are all reporting really good uh, fiscal condition and um, reporting great performance versus their revenue targets and objections, including the state of Mississippi. Well, when you drop that kind of money in folks' pockets and they go spend it, and that generates outsized sales taxes, yeah, that's what you end up with. And so, but that's not not really achieving anything. They said that his agenda did NPR has been transformative for most Americans, mainly direct payments and changes to the child tax credit. So it's it's all about, well, look, I'm a good president because I went and borrowed a bunch of money and taxed people you want me to tax, and I gave it to you. That makes you a good president. That's how, that's how people opine on uh, their favorability of a president. He gave me money. I like him. It's unbelievable. Final segment coming up on middays after this break. Stay with us. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Care Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Care Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. 
Carter Jewelers is buying our diamonds from some of the biggest diamond producers in the world. We're using the best manufacturers to produce what I know is the finest quality jewelry ever made with no equal in finish and detail. Eliminating importers, wholesalers, and expensive branding, bringing our customers the best jewelry ever made at incredible prices. At Carter Jewelers Christmas Sale, we've got smoking hot deals all over the store. Over a thousand pieces with second and third markdowns galore. 18 months interest-free financing, no credit check financing, layaway and trade-in welcome. We're Carter Jewelers downtown Jackson at the corner of State Street and High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. With Carter Jewelers' massive selection, quality, and incredible pricing, why would you ever want to shop anyplace else? At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. All summer and fall, you've heard our Food Fridays presented by our friends at Polk's Meat. With the temps starting to fall, maybe you're slowing down on grilling, but that's no reason to slow down on the delicious meats from Polk's. Whether it's ham or smoked sausage, whether it's gumbo, jambalaya, or a big breakfast spread, make sure it's Polk's. Why? You know why. Because picky people pick Polk's. I'm Michael Watson, Mississippi's 36th Secretary of State. Mississippians are known for our generosity, especially during the Christmas season. Just last year, Mississippi Charities bought in roughly $1.7 billion. Before you make a donation, be sure to check the validity of the charity or organization on our website, sos.ms.gov. Taking this extra step will not only protect you, but will also ensure your donation goes to those who need it most. From the Secretary of State family to yours, have a safe and Merry Christmas. year with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your song? Okay, Simon. Okay, Theodore. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Ah, yes. You could find that in every household when I was a youngster, the Chipmunks Christmas. <laughs> Alvin! There you go. That'll get you in the Christmas spirit. So, you know that Declaration of Independence, a solemn document, listen to Joe Biden recite an excerpt from it. To recommit ourselves to the founding idea of our nation, captured in our Declaration of Independence, not unlike many of your documents. We say, we hold these truths to be self-evident. 
that all women and men are created equal, endowed by... No, you know the, you know the thing. ...captured in our Declaration <laughs> of Independence, not unlike many of your documents. So, just to clarify, this is this is Biden at uh, the Democracy Summit or Summit on Democracy or whatever it is, and they're all freaking out, uh, is the Biden administration, because they feel like democracy is being lost uh, and declining around the world. Dude, uh, it's declining here because of you. But here's the thing. Did you, did you catch... Did you catch that the president inserted an extra word in the text there? We say, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all women and men are created equal. And all who? Women and men. Oh! Women and men. It don't say that in the copy I got. <laughs> well, why don't we just include Facebook's other 58 genders in there while we're at it? Yeah, he's not being very inclusive. Yeah, he's assuming there's only two genders. You can't do that. (laughs) So, again, to our 331 texter, do you ever see this? It's a fair question. Have you ever seen anyone on the right state that they believe that there are multiple biological genders? Have you ever seen, seen an elected leader? At, at either any level in this country, I'm not saying they're not out there. Let me know. I want to. I want to call them out. I want to talk to them about it. How many have you seen on the left? Like all of them. Hell, even yesterday they got Mitch Landro, the former mayor of New Orleans. You've seen this. The president has appointed him to oversee this infrastructure plan. He comes out first thing he says. Top priority is make sure we're taking care of climate change and gender equity and equity. I thought it was roads and bridges. See the garbage that we get spouted on us? But this guy had the temerity to insert a word in this solemn, sacred document. Now, does that mean that the founders and and the authors didn't view women as part of that? That's just it was just said it was just men. It just I don't know what the problem with that is. That is intended tended to be an all encompassing term of all humans, of all people. But remember, this is the same group of people that intentionally misspelled the word woman or women because it has the the word man or men in it. That's I forgot about that. You're right. We, we uh, talked about that here on the program. So I, I'll say it again. How in the world do we ever come together to address real, everyday problems in this country when we can't even agree on how many biological genders we are when we have to we have to amend and edit our founding document he doesn't have the right to do that and it was intentional it's eye poking we'll show you we're going to change the declaration of independence take that you lovers of liberty 
just unbelievable. Now, are you seeing this news anywhere else? I'm not. Not making it. A little bit, but it's not a big deal. I find it ridiculous. Along these lines, i got to share this. So, this is from a, a publication. It's called Stat. I've been subscribing to this deal just to keep up with health care policy for a long time. So they're, they're uh, calling attention to the fact that diversity among oncology doctors doesn't match the population of cancer patients. As if, so that suggests to me they think only a black person can treat a black cancer patient. Only a white doctor can treat a white cancer patient. Do cancer patients care? It's like the United Airlines with the airline pods. They just want a quality, capable, caring, compassionate, skilled doctor to cure them. I'm getting fired up now, and we're about to leave. Folks, we thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be back with you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and God bless. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.